the Beef Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we're going to be discussing an article from the October issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled Trading Manure and Crop Residues, Considerations for a Fair Trade. To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by Leslie Johnson, who's an animal manure management specialist and extension educator at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, Leslie, as we record this podcast, we're sitting here in early October and corn harvest is starting across much of the state. Uh, many places we're going to see residue harvested from those fields as well and utilized in, in feed yards or in cow-calf operations. One of the things that we sometimes see occur with that is a trade made between a feed yard and a farmer for crop residue. And then also the farmer then gets manure in return. What are some things that should be thought about, considered in thinking about making that kind of trade? Well, the first thing that most people think about is those fertilizer nutrients that are coming off of uh, off of the field with those residues. And, and that's why a lot of times you do hear about manure going back because they're thinking about trading that fertilizer value for even. That's not always the way you want it to go. Uh, the other thing to really think about when you're taking residues off is that not only are you taking nutrients off, you're taking organic matter off which protects the soil. That residue protects the soil from erosion and wind and it collects moisture. So particularly this year has been really dry and so we want to capture as much moisture as we can. And so when the snow blows across, if we don't have that residue there to hold it, we are potentially missing out on a lot of moisture that comes with that snow as that snow does melt because it's been captured on our fields. As you think about the nutrients that leave the field and crop residue, let's just use corn stalks as an example. And then we think about the manure coming back. How do we think about what's a fair trade with that in terms of nutrients leaving, nutrients coming back? Yeah, um, it's not as easy as it might sound, but the first thing you want to do is make sure you know what nutrients you're taking off of there. So when you do that residue, just like you would do a hay sample, you go and get yourself a sample of that residue and have it analyzed for those fertilizer nutrients so that you know what's in that residue and you're actually have taken off. Uh, you can get some estimates. There's some book values that you can use, just like we use for manure. We use some book values, but then take that actual sample so you know and you can back calculate uh, what actually did change hands. But when you're setting that value, again, you can use book values because you may not have your samples back to know for sure what the exact numbers are, but, but you use primarily the nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium to set your values. But if you know that your soil might be deficient in sulfur, that might be another one to look at. Same with some of the micronutrients that you might be taking off. And that goes for both the manure and the, the corn stalks that you're taking off. So figure out what, how much of that nutrient there is, and then figure out what that nutrient is worth for a fertilizer. If you were to have to replace that with fertilizer, what is that value? And then compare that to the amount of manure that you're going to receive. And it might be that the trade comes down to, hey, I know that there's that this amount of nutrients in my in my residues. I need a little bit more manure to, to offset that. And I need you to apply instead of 10 tons per acre, we're going to put on 12 tons per acre because that's going to be more sufficient. Um, or you might say, I just want to cut back on the amount of residue and we want to make sure that we leave a certain amount of residue 
which can be done as well. You need to just work with your person that's running the, the rake and the equipment and that kind of thing to make sure that we're not taking off too much residue at that point. What are other considerations that we might want to think through? You already mentioned some just in terms of organic matter and, and moisture holding ability with leaving residue on the field. Are there some other things we need to take into account as well? Yeah, so I mentioned moisture because it's the one that we think of most frequently, especially after a drought. But the reality is that organic matter that is there feeds our microbial life. Um, and while manure has its own microbial life that we put back, that organic matter serves as a, a place for those, those um, bacteria to live, as well as in the soil, of course. Um, and it serves as food for those bacteria. So we're taking away some of that. So you could potentially be impacting your soil health. That biological system that is happening below the surface that we often forget about can be really impacted by reducing that residue and, and then vice versa with adding manure. Other things you need to think about is who's doing the harvest cost, who's transporting those bales, who's paying for that application. And for each different trade, it's going to be different. Most frequently, when I hear of these things, the farmer that is selling the corn stock bales doesn't pay for the harvest cost of the corn stock bales because the, uh, the feedlot or whoever is taking care of 100% of that as well as transporting. And then most of the time that feedlot or whomever is doing the manure application themselves. A lot of times they have their own equipment and they're just handling it themselves. So that reduces their costs a little bit rather than having to pay somebody to custom come in and do it. Leslie, anything else on this you'd like to highlight today? Again, just it's really important to weigh all of those things, just like everything in farming. It's a lot more complex than initially think, oh, well, I'm going to trade one bale for every ton of manure. And that's just it's a lot more complicated than just saying I'm going to do this. You need to think through all of the different aspects of it before you make that trade. Well, for more information on the article that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, you can find this article in the October issue of the Beef Watch newsletter. Again, the title of the article, Trading Manure and Crop Residues, Considerations for a Fair Trade.